<laughs> what are you doing over what are there? You, what are you doing? Oh, shoot. I was just out back with Jethro. We were tussing. <laughs> and he got kind of excited. Next thing you know, my shirt's off and we started tussing around. And you know, I didn't even know he liked that. Well, Jason, pull up your pants. Come inside. The corn cob's ready. <laughs> Posture's about ready to eat. I don't know if I can do any more tussing, but we'll see. I'm Jason. I'm Dave. And this is the Mouth Noise Podcast. That is who we are. Yeah. Right. The music like, fades out. You, exactly. The music fades out, and then we're into uh, the beginning of our podcast. So it doesn't always have to start like that, is what I'm saying. Right. I mean, that's that's just one. Maybe convenient not to do that. Right. I, in fact, I think that's not what we should do this time. We should start the podcast. Like we should do like a countdown. We do a countdown. Yeah. Okay. Ninety-nine. Ninety-nine. 90. That's too. too many numbers. Okay. We just skip to like eighty-nine. Yeah. Eighty-nine. Eighty-eight. Eighty-seven. Eighty-six. I'm not. I hope that. nobody fast forwards through this. Eighty-five. <laughs> Eighty-four. Eighty-three. Three. Yeah. <laughs> and after that comes five. Five. Four. four three. three. Too. You know we and shouldn't do this. No, it's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> it really is. I'm glad they waited. For yeah, it. I'm glad they didn't fast forward to get through it. They would have gone way, way ahead. Yeah. They would have been like, it's probably 10 minutes of them counting down. I wonder if any of them make any mistakes. Well, we could count We could count like the alphabet backwards or something. I, I can't do the Starting alpha- at B. Oh, the alphabet backwards from B? From B, yeah. The A. A. <laughs> <laughs> that was easy. Yeah, it was easy. I was that. like, I couldn't do the... Uh, I couldn't, I can't do the alphabet backwards. Although I did learn recently, I think, uh, the do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do. Re. Re. Mi. Do. Yeah. yeah. Do, 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 re, mi, fa, so, so la, la, ti, ti do. do. Ti, la, so, fa, mi, re, do. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> it it's, really I mean, it's, that's why all those people are clapping right now. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, I mean, that's it's a, a full applause. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, anyway, so how's it been, Jason? It's been good. Uh, the other day, I went through a, um, I went through a Dunkin' Donuts drive-in. Oh, I can say Dunkin' Donuts on here, right? Of course, you can. Yeah, or Dunkin' Donuts, I, uh, <laughs> purveyors of fine, fine coffees, fine-ish. I'm having a Dunkin' Donuts coffee right now. Oh. <laughs> um, I went through the Dunkin' Donuts drive-in, and um, I get one of two people when I go through a Dunkin', Don- Dunkin Donuts drive-in. Okay. I get this guy. Good morning. Can I take your order and help you out today? Yep. And it's like that loud. You start loading the gun that you have in your car. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> like it's I, six in the morning. Like it's, it's early and I'm about to start my work day. And what I don't need is like the drive time radio zoo DJ asking me like, you're on with Craig and the jerk. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> jerk, 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 jerk. <laughs> yeah, let's hear it. Let's uh, let's play some of that Taylor Swift, T Swift. 
T Swift. Uh, I don't need that guy to get coffee from. I just do not. But yeah. this is the this is the opposite. So it's mostly that first guy. But this is what I get when I ordered coffee the other day. What what was that? <laughs> yeah, and I just it's only because I understand the pattern of speech that I'm like I clearly heard. Thank you for co- co- like thank you for you know being coming to Dunkin' Donuts. Well, and you know How he's only going to be saying a certain right. like he's not. It's not like you're going to drive up to the window and he could be saying, we've got some extra ramen noodles in the back if you'd like those. <laughs> He's probably they not just, going to be He just handed that. me a bag full of ramen noodles. Dry so ramen dry. without the salt packet. <laughs> just he, he keeps the salt packets for himself. It was strange. Greedy bastard. And, it's, and you know, you just like, you thanks. And you're like, what is that? <laughs> I don't know what I'm paying, I guess. Do I order from you or yeah. do I give you like... Like a psychological evaluation right I'm, now? I'm or just saying you don't have to be. There's a, there's a middle ground, Dunkin' Donuts, somewhere between yelling at me yeah. in, as a morning and, and like not enunciating a single word. The guy, just hit some, hit some syllables. The guy or gal that is psyched to work at Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, th- thanks for coming to Do- Dunkin' Donuts, patron. You know what? I am pumped that you're here right now. <laughs> if not for you, I wouldn't be able to come here and do my job. Let me tell you a thing or two about our, about today's specials. You might be thinking to yourself, Dunkin' Donuts doesn't have specials. Well, today we do. <laughs> uh, you know what I don't? This is, this is the other thing. It's going to get into a whole thing about um, it might turn into a thing about, about drive-through ethics and just general adult ethics. Yeah. But... Um, if you have a really complicated, crazy order, or you've never been to a restaurant, that is not the time to be like, we're in a hurry. Let's go through the drive through. Yeah. Like if you've got this like insane, uh, yeah, I'm picking up a bunch of stuff for my, for my work. I need seven coffees. They all are very specific. This one is a large iced coffee with three and two. This one's a, this one's a, uh, this one needs to be a decaf. It needs to be half filled with decaf, half filled with with dark dark roast, and then uh, just a shot of culotta. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like uh, if you're going, just go inside. Like that, the inside is for yeah. you. The yep. inside, and and then they can figure out all the carrying stuff. It's like they should have a sign when you go into the drive-through, right? Like ma- maximum order or something like right. that. Right. Like you can order up to. What's a what's a four fair four coffees or one coffee for each person in the car? Yeah, you can yeah, exactly like if you're getting you're allowed to order one extra coffee for some one right. one person, right? But you're not getting like you're Judy. Do not go through the drive-through and order nine coffees for your coworkers. That's not what the drive-through is for. The drive-through is for people and and then don't go like uh yeah um. Let me think so, for a minute. Do you have uh, what sort no, of bagels no, do you have? Yeah, we don't. Just know what bagels they have, or yeah. don't order bagels, or take a guess. Like just throw something out, but it's not a two-way street. Like at that point, you need to just be like, "I've, I'm just gonna throw out things that you have," and they'll say yes or no. Um, yeah. the same the same goes for uh, is <laughs> the like. Do we need anything else? 
like somebody like the the turnaround, like talking to the hey, backseat. Hey, take off your headphones. Yeah. <laughs> take off. Do you need? Do we need anything else? What do you guys want? It's like, oh, okay. You know what? You had a lot of time sitting there when you guys could have been talking yeah. and like discussing as a family what you wanted. I can see that the line is twenty vehicles long, and you waited for the entire right. line. But you could have figured this out now. But you're only figuring out that you need yeah. to order food for the entire car. Do we want to get munchkins for the dog? We left the dog at home. Yeah, I know, but we're gonna be going home. <laughs> It's not a time to start having conversations. You've yep. you've missed the opportunity of having conversations. I mean, I sound like a jerk because I am a jerk because that's you well, know no, the drive throughs for people that well, I guess it's for people that don't want to get out of their car, but yeah. it's it's also for people that are in a hurry or that yeah. w- w- want to like get to the next level on Candy Crush or whatever. Exactly. Game like playing. I I'm <laughs> I I'd like to I'd like to speed through this so I can speed through something else later. Ayo, <laughs> on speed. <laughs> People yeah. do speed these days. Uh, methamphetamine, yeah, they okay. like the they like that crank. Sure, <laughs> cranking on the crank. Boy, I love to get up at eight in the morning and just get a good 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 crank on some crank. Yeah, while I'm, I crank it. I gotta say, I've never done any of the methamphetamine or crystal methamphetamine as it's sometimes. Well, referred. let me tell you a thing or two about the meth. Yeah, uh, no, I haven't taken. I've, it. I've like I, I don't know. I like. Uh, Seems like there's a a tooth element involved. Yeah, there's some grinding or lack I think. thereof. Like the amount of the amount of, uh, I'm probably gonna get a lot of stuff wrong. I don't. Well, I mean the the people that are our listeners that do meth are probably gonna be pretty offended. Right. I, look, and hey, meth users out there, I'm sorry. I just want to I just want to come out. Uh, I just want to come out on this uh, podcast and just say, okay. I mean, no offense to meth users out there that listen to the, to this podcast. Seventy percent of our listeners are meth users. Seventy percent. Seventy percent. We could call them out by name, probably. Yeah. Uh, no teeth, Doug. <laughs> no teeth, Doug. Uh, skinny James. <laughs> we got a lot of. We got a lot of really, really interesting. Knock need Nancy. <laughs> they're they're doing the best they can. <laughs> <laughs> doing what they can do. On uh, the meth. On the meth. It seems. Uh, it seems like not a great drug. If I had to guess, I'm just saying like. Well, what is you, a great drug, Jason? Uh, I don't know. Like, okay, so let's go through them. Um, Crank. There. Okay, so here's the deal. All drugs are bad. All drugs are bad. Well, I mean, a lot of drugs are bad. Except for like, like I'm not talking about life-saving like pharmaceuticals that sure. people need to live. Or, you know, like everybody would be like, you know what the best drug is? The insulin that keeps me alive, Jason. Meow, meow. I Maybe get if it. you like, just open your mind a little bit, <laughs> yeah, you'd help save some lives. Okay, so um, I'll just list them off. Cocaine. Yeah, curious, but haven't done it. Probably won't do it. No, I, I won't do it either, but it's it's out there. Certainly a lot of death is associated with cocaine. Yeah. Um, but also um, a lot of creativity is, is oh, yeah. um, attributed to cocaine great writer in the, the the area that we're in is um i think doesn't have any remembrance of writing like cujo yeah <laughs> because of cocaine because mm-hmm. the cocaine is uh not great for forming memories i heard that david bowie and uh david bowie didn't remember writing under pressure or with do, working working on under pressure with uh uh freddie mercury and queen because yeah. cocaine um you know it's taken a lot of really talented people all right how, so how old was he was bowie he was 67 he was older yeah 70, 70 something i mean that's that's a i mean in david bowie years that's a long life that is a long life that's a real long life it's true he's, he's basically on methuselah keith richards years that's not so much right. but 
Um, acid. Yeah. Is acid addicting? I don't know. It feels like there's that that risk of things being really messed up by via acid. All does your state of mind, and if you're not completely terrified the whole time, you're probably going to want to do it some more. The other thing about acid that that really is difficult is the idea that somebody has created it, and you have really no idea what it is. Right. I mean, you know what that, uh, you know that LSD is a very specific chemical formula. Yeah. But much in the same way that like crystal meth is, you're like, well, yeah, could be anything, you know, like it could be you, you almost never are smoking pot and, and are wondering like, is this pot? Well, that's, that's something that's happening in our area right now is they're finding, um, dealers are lacing their pot with different things. Why, why are dealers going to all that trouble? That's the other thing. Cause people, people want pot already. They're, they're not going to want it anymore. Yeah, but why would you lace pot with anything? Like, why? Uh-huh. What? What crazy dealers like? You know, it'd be great. I mean, this is the the, the classic like don't smoke pot line from like the '90s, like from yeah. the Dare ads. It's like sometimes dealers lace pot with PCP, and people go crazy. Yeah. And you're like, I'm sure that's happened, but what's the dealer's end game there? Like, how'd you like that pot? Well. I ripped off my shirt, then sprinted for four miles, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> got in a fight with two dudes, and uh, <laughs> ended up with two black eyes. Yeah, and then I uh, I scissored with a light pole for a while. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was some weird pot, I gotta say. Some, some it, it, it affected me weirdly. And then I ended up like home in bed clean <laughs> four days later. Like perfectly clean. Showered. Yeah, I cleaned the whole with house. With a haircut and cleanly shaved. <laughs> I was wearing all white. It's all I white. It was, it was strange. Like it's I, a, I also had sleep paralysis. It turns out I was inside of another dream. Woke up in a ditch with four other people that looked just like me. That a, was a dream too. A ditch that I had apparently dug myself. <laughs> <laughs> digging a ditch, digging a ditch, ba ba ba. Digging a ditch, digging a ditch, ba ba ba. Oh, that old tune. You got to uh, dig a ditch and then you'll get in the ditch. <laughs> the 40s were a weird time. <laughs> I always take the verse. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't understand what a dealer's end game is there with lacing pot with anything. You like, no. you know how pot is supposed to affect you. At no point are you like, you know, it'd be really cool. Instead of getting like high and like happy and mellow mm-hmm. would be like if I freak the fuck out. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> if if I give you this little baggie for free, yeah, first one's always free, right? Right. And um, you take it and immediately have a heart attack and die. <laughs> yeah, like it's not a good business strategy, right? No. no. Um, so dealers out there, uh, write us into um, not the Bangor Police Department at <laughs> gmail.com. Yeah, go straight to Bangor Police Department on Facebook. And right. Just and tell just them tell about us, what you're listening to. Tell, you, tell us your dealer stories. We want to hear sure. them. We want to hear your dealing, dealing stories. Oh, man. There's this one guy. <laughs> this is one guy oh, who came to me. And you he, won't believe it, man. I gave him the bag, the blue bag. Oh, man. The blue, the blue bag. Did he one? even know? He well, he's know. like, he had his money out. And I was like, no, man. This <laughs> one's on free. me. It's totally free. And he, he died. Yeah, yeah, he died. Yeah, that's what happens when you take the blue bag. Hey, look, we all have been out there. Sometimes you get a regular bag of pot, and sometimes you get the blue bag that kills yeah. you. But then there was this other time yeah. where this uh, this this lady came up, and she she was like, can I get some of the some of the new stuff that I heard about? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. you're talking about the blue bag. The blue bag, so yeah. She had her money out, but yeah. I had never seen her before. So right. I was like, so you know, you, know you come what? back to me. 
You pay for it next time. Right. Just tell me what you think. Yeah. And she went home. Yeah. And you know what she, you know what happened? No, what happened, man? She 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 did all the she smoked all the pot from the blue bag yeah. and, and she died. Yeah. That's what happens when you smoke the pot from the blue bag. Yeah. Look this it's the hardest part about being a dealer. It's like you know sometimes you gotta hand out the blue bag of poison pot yep. that's gonna kill old ladies and like you know friends well you think this was going to happen is it's going to it's going to turn them away but really what it's doing is it's like there's a line around the block people asking for the blue bag right they hear about the blue bag they heard they heard they heard some stuff about it like they want to saddle up or something maybe it's because i'm out there every day like you gotta try this pop from the blue bag i'm just out there just like it's the craziest stuff man and then somebody's like i heard an old lady died from that and i'm like no i didn't hear that (laughs) so you're gonna take (laughs) this stuff or what in all yeah you got what 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 do you got? I mean, I don't, I don't have any money. I got this yours blue bag. First one's free. Oh. Everybody knows that. Oh yeah, no, I'll take a blue Ask bag. Ask the guy behind you. Yeah, no, I don't want to talk to that guy. <laughs> He's creepy. Yeah, druggy. I mean, he'd <laughs> <laughs> be like, you. <laughs> you're an awful person. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're an awful judgmental drug dealer. <laughs> And fucking druggies that are hanging So they up. call me, you know, yeah. Judgy Jeff, the dr- the judgy <laughs> drug dealer who's only got the blue bags and blue you know, balls. You actually know what I think about it. Uh, a lot of your uh, a lot of your clientele are just dead, Jeff. Yeah, but the line just keeps on going. Right. Yeah. Did anybody talk to anybody? They all look creepy like this guy behind me. They just hear the stories and they yeah. come see Jeff. Yeah. Well... I'm not sure if it's illegal. I'm giving it away. Yeah. But <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> well, I think you're just poisoning people. I think that's all it is. I guess there isn't really a charge for that. Well, it's that's only been like 3,429 people, but <laughs> you're, you're basically lucky number 3,430. Think about it. You, um, I didn't kill him. The blue bag did. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I gave him a free bag of blue bag of drugs, and they took them. Uh, the blue bag, <laughs> the blue <laughs> blue bag of drugs. <laughs> I mean, the blue bag in general is usually a bad story. Yeah, it's not great. Okay. Well, Jason, we're not talking about blue bags, drugs, or no, or digging trenches, or <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think that's what we're talking about today. No, we're not. We're not talking about any of that stuff. What are we going to talk about? Today? Uh, I think we're talking about. Adult fantasies. Adult fantasies. Yeah, yeah. that's or a good like, title. Yeah, it and it and it doesn't necessarily imply what you might think of. It's not, you know, it's like not, shoe fantasies, right? Like she was my librarian, and I always thought she was incredibly sexy. Dear mouth noise forums. Hey, hey Jason, yeah, I noticed that you had that book. You got that book four weeks ago, and I'm just wondering if you had a chance to to oh, return God, it. God damn it, Gertrude, you're so fucking hot. Hot woman to please, and I thought about letting her know. She said, hot later to leave, and I thought about letting her go. What? Yeah. What was it? I want to I wanna stamp your library card. You were well. You you took out four copies of the, the Grains of Wrath and oh yeah, 
The I green, certainly did. Grains of wrap, I think I it took, was. I took them all out. Yeah, well, we have six. You didn't take them all. I took, I took four out. I took four out of six. Two-thirds, Gertrude. Yeah, the sexiest good of. math. I appreciate your math. I just wish you could return the grains of wrap because... Oh, Someone well. that was asking about oh, one or three copies, and we only had two. I can, uh, I can return these books, but maybe I could just uh, stick them in the, the, the book slot you've got out back. Yeah, it's my slot. If you could just put, put your, your grains of wrap right in my slot, please. So that oh. someone else can use them. I'll put them. I'll take them out. I'll put these books right in your slot. I tell you what. Do you like the fiction, Gertrude? Oh, it's one of my favorite genres. Did you say gen- genres? Oh yes, it's my favorite genre. You know. Wait, do you think it's actually pronounced genre? There's faction. There's genre. non-faction. I'm just. I'm just curious. Genre. Genre. What don't you? Understand? Genre. I don't understand. Jason, that you, you take the books and you don't. You don't bring the books. You just. You. You show up here and you. You steam up my glasses and you take the books. Other people want to read the books. Jason. What do you have to say for yourself? I'm sorry, Gertrude. I've got to go. I've got to say goodbye. Well, could you put the books in the slot? Just put one. Uh, someone wants three copies. We have two. You have four. You can go down to half of our share of grains of wrap. Would you like a heart candy? We have some extras from from today's Dear book club. Mouth noise forums. <laughs> Yeah, so not those, not those. We're not doing those, uh, those kinds of fantasies. No, I'm talking like <coughs> lottery-winning fantasies, or what, um, what you thought adulthood was going to be when you were a kid. Oh, absolutely. So your your idealized version of right. of yourself. Um, a lot of a lot of kids are asked the question, "What are you going to be when you grow up?" Right. And the kids, I think, say the most honest and. Now that I'm thinking about it, there, there, are like there are a few jobs that you can say are um, jobs that you know people get into because they are looking out for the common good, and those are like uh, doctors to a certain extent, yeah, teachers for sure, police officers, firemen. There, right. there are a few. Um, I'm not going to try and name them all because I don't want to disappoint anyone who thinks that they're they're working for the common good, right? And I think a lot of kids answer with those things because they want to help people some kids in maybe that's maybe it's truer these days where kid more kids are going to answer they want to do something that's going to get them rich or famous mm. um rock star uh, i want to yeah i just want to be a famous athlete i think the interesting part about kids fantasies is how far off from uh far off from the fantasy the real life is yeah. like Obviously, if they become a famous baseball player, they're like, like, you know, I want to be a I want to be a baseball player and they're good enough somehow through the magic of it. It actually probably lives up to it. I have a feeling that and this is just a guess that astronaut doesn't really live up to the hype of hmm. astronaut not Now, I think that that is a super cool job. Yeah. But it's also much different than the kid fantasy of astronaut. Yeah. As an astronaut, your job isn't to float around in space. 
No, yeah. That's part of it. Right. But you spend so much time. You spend, I don't know, what what crazy percentage of your career not being in space. Right. It's like 99.9% of your time is spent either A, training to be, to actually go up in space. Or more likely, you are a super, super specialized, talented, brilliant scientist yeah. who goes up in space to perform experiments. And they need you because you propose these experiments right. and they have one seat available, right. which the U.S. hasn't sent up astronauts in a while, right? Or the U.S. hasn't hasn't had a shuttle bring. Right. The, the U.S. has sent people to other countries to fly into right. space. Right, have more of a shuttle bus. <laughs> it's kind of nice. Yeah. I mean, it's like the Uber for space right, right now. Exactly. You, go to, you go to China and you fly to space. It's what you do. Um, I think do- I think all of them are like that. I think there's a lot of people that are like, you know, firefighting isn't a lot of is rushing into burning buildings. Right. Um, but it's probably a lot of going over to people's houses and being like, yep, there's kerosene on your floor. Like yeah. that. Yeah. Just <laughs> like, like you, pour some kitty litter on there. Yeah, you're that's that. Throw that, the carpet away. Um, you know, and it's again, this is not to say that any of these things aren't, you know, really necessary and heroic you know at times and and fantastic jobs but they're not they're not the they're not the kid version of the like the kid version like no one sees like i want to be a police officer and they see themselves filling out paperwork right well the kid version i think is each one of those characters police officer teacher fireman doctor astronaut wearing a superhero cape yeah that's fair it's it's all those professions like with the the thin the, the Zorro mask or whatever, the yeah. Lone Ranger mask. That's true. Um, or the, I don't know, Buzz Lightyear or whatever kids like these days. I can't remember what I thought I wanted to be when I was a kid. Like when I was a, you know, uh, probably, I don't know, probably closest was the doctor thing. Yeah. Like you get, you get so far into school and you're like, oh yeah, I'm not going to be a doctor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that's not happening. I think you'd still be in school. Yeah. Probably. I'd still be doing well. I mean, yeah. I'd be just, I'd be like, and finally done with my residency or whatever yeah uh, now i can start making enough money to make one payment the the lowest payment i can make on my student loans right it's a bad it seems like a it seems like the adulthood is frequently about dashing children's dreams yeah right like the idea of being a doctor is great and then you realize that it's a lot of like and so that's why your husband's bowels are so compacted it's like pretty bad in there as he holds <laughs> up like he's like he's holding up a sturgeon by its mouth, but it's a bowel. <laughs> it's like it's th- quite a bit of poop. Three feet. I'm going to be honest with you. It's 20 like a lot. pounds, 20 pounds it's of bowel. Most right poop here. I've seen. It's not great. There's half a chicken <laughs> undigested, unchewed it's just in the bowel. Like how did he even get that down? Did he cram it in his ass? Yeah, I don't. <laughs> you need, we need to talk. We probably have to talk about your bedroom activities. <laughs> I mean, you can do that. Just take it out when you're done. Right. It's not a lot of, it's probably like all you see as a kid is the white coat. Yeah. And the walking around. And making people like you see when you're a kid, doctors are are being nicer to you than they'll be to any other human. Yeah. That's the first thing they do is walk at you with an unwrapped lollipop (laughs) smiling behind their back is a syringe. Yeah. But you know, ah, you know, little Janice, here you go. Here's your, here's your lollipop syringe oh that hurt but it's grape it's my favorite (laughs) yeah you realize you realize quickly that you're uh and they make you better you know they give you the pink the pink antibiotic fluid that tastes delicious and 
I would literally tum-tum. drink. I would literally drink shakes of the pink antibiotic fluid if I knew it wasn't a like creating super bugs and <laughs> b actually kind of gross. Like I would, yeah. if I could just have a martini glass of that. Like yeah. I want a martini glass of pink antibiotic, like that whatever that was. The amoxicillin kind of. Uh, I, and I guess Pepto. amoxicillin isn't really. You're talking about like Pepto. Yeah, it looked like it was kind of. It was kind of thick, right? Mm. But it wasn't Pepto. It I don't was, remember ever taking any of that oh, stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, there. It's real. Like I wasn't in an anti-vax family, but I, I definitely didn't go to the hospital very much. Well, <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't either. But every once in a while, ear infection. Yeah. Throw on the old, uh, throw the uh, amoxicillin at it. The pink, the pink amoxicillin. And I may be speaking from a particular age. We are very different ages. Yeah. Tussin. <laughs> Before, some, Robitussin yeah. before it was called Tussin. Yeah, apostrophe the, Tussin. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Tussin sounds like something that like two uh two cowboys might get up to. <laughs> what are you doing over what are there? Your, what are you doing? Oh shoot, I was just out back with Jethro. We were Tussin. <laughs> he got kind of excited. Next thing you know, my shirt's off and we started tussing around. And you know, I didn't even know he liked that. Well, Jason, pull up your pants, come inside, the corn cobs ready. <laughs> <laughs> Posture is about ready to eat. I don't know if I can do any more tussing, but we'll see. We will see. Well, after you finish yourself some corn and dogs, some uh, hot dogs. We're, we're out of buns, but you, you tend to like the dogs anyway. So, without the buns, so uh, yo yeah, I like I, I like those dogs. I'll be I'll be tussing later is what I'll be doing. I'll be a moon dog's frog if I don't get myself another another <laughs> round of tussing. So just so much tussing. So much doesn't mean. Oh boy. Yeah. I'm also here. I'm just <laughs> I'm Jethro. I was tussed too. I'm a character that wasn't that was mentioned once that Je- didn't get Je- to speak. Jethro, you got tussed. I was, I was you, just, I, just I, tussed, get, I tussed you. I just was you, getting tussed. Yeah, you was getting tussed. That's what I, oh, that's what I'm going to tell my mama anyway. Uh, tussing. Yeah, so tussing. I'm uh, glad I was in this little bit. I'm glad <laughs> I made an appearance. Tussing. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I knew. I knew right away that I wanted to be rich. I don't know if that's a common thing. <laughs> and and luckily, everything has all worked out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I'm glad because we have this lovely studio to thank. What is it What is it that I, I, I've read or have heard before? It's like, um, well, what you hear is money doesn't buy happiness, right? Like that's the, that's the, that's the cliche. Right. But the reality is I think there are some like, there's obviously a level of money that you need to have to at least meet the meet the requirement to like well, you can put a roof over your head right right and you can have you know you'll certainly be less happy if you don't have enough if you don't earn enough i i don't want to say earn enough monetarily although that's a big part of it but if you don't have the means to to provide what you need in your life to just exist so whether it's money that buys the buys the food and puts a home a roof over your head or whether you live in some sort of utopian society where the work that you do and the services that you offer um provide you with a lifestyle because there i think there's more of an element in modern life now where you can you can get a lot of things in your life by providing services to other people sure. i wish there was more of that 
Right. Because I mean, it's easier to provide a service than to get money and pay for a service. That's two steps when you could just provide a service and get something right. in return. The the issue is the direct the direct um, transfer of goods for services. Right. Like What's it's much value? harder to be like you can provide lots of <laughs> like let's say you want carrots, you know. Right. It's much easier to buy carrots than to be like, hey, carrot farmer. Right. Do you need any? Do you need any networking help today? I want those carrots, and I, and I've got you know a roll of a thousand feet of Cat Five E. <laughs> so and if an extra you need, router. Yeah, if you need any networking done, I'm your guy. And they're like, I don't need your goddamn networking. Get off my field. Plus, I go to a mixer every month. This is all the networking I need. <laughs> it's like. A bunch of carrot farmers networking together. It's someone they like at a Ramada somewhere. <laughs> they leave. They, oh, they hey. leave the farm to go meet with other farmers <laughs> at a city center. <laughs> where there's just outside of a city center yeah, where there's just, a Ramada. <laughs> they're just they can't they can't they want to go to the big. They're, oh, it's nice. They're doing that the airport Ramada this year. The carrot farmers are. You gonna hit the pool this year? <laughs> Hit the Ramada. I brought my shorts, my trucks. Well, I may, maybe uh, we'll see how the social, we'll see how the ice cream social goes later. Well, if I see I you down there, I'm, I look forward to doing some tussing with you by the pool. <laughs> uh, doing lines of tussing. Um, yeah, I I think I heard uh, at one point that there was a certain level of, of money that like after that, it doesn't make as much difference. Yeah. But what's interesting is when you're below the line where they're like, after this point, it doesn't make any, like, I'm below that point where they said more money than this doesn't make any well, difference. Well, Bill Gates said $500,000 a year. Yeah. So, okay, I'm fairly well, you know what's, so this is, it's not the first time I've said this, but it's weird to think of a percentage of like, money doesn't buy you happiness. But according to this chart, I'm like, mm, I don't know, uh, like... 14% happy. Right well, yeah. Say, you say know, it like, takes, say there's a, a family, there's uh, two parents and two kids and to have a home, pay the bills and provide food and heat. Yeah. For those kids, say they need to make 25,000, it's $30,000 for the household. That's probably low. Right. Say the household needs to make $30,000 and the household makes $19,000. Right. You can measure that they'll be markedly happier if they made another $11,000 a year. Sure. That's a measurable percentage of what they currently make that will make them so much more happier. And you could say that it's not happiness, that it's comfortability. But if you're not comfortable, it's really hard to be happy. Yes. Well, if you're not, if your basic needs aren't being met, right? heat, um, heat and shelter, if they're not being met, your or shelter really yeah heat shelter can be, heat yeah. can be included in shelter you're plus right. food. enough food to live on right you know like if you're if you're not if those needs aren't being met it doesn't like you know that's it's clearly happiness is a secondary concern to like survival yeah like you know uh, could you say that happiness might be might be measured by everything above what uh, what you what you need to like the basic level of well, you could say that, but there are also, I'm sure, very happy people that live in a dirt hut. Yeah, I mean, I think the I think the the um, percentage above bare minimum needs is certainly one way that you could measure it. That's certainly probably how the like the whole, you know, um, that's probably how the whole cliche started. 
that yeah. like look at all these miserable people that have tons and tons of money yep. and they're well well above what their base needs are um obviously that's the and that's the hollywood story right my guess is though and i'm just going to throw this out there that stupidly rich people are sometimes and probably frequently incredibly happy sure and i'm just going to throw this out as a reason why they're incredibly rich like yeah. they're like <laughs> uh the inc- we'd like to believe that you know sitting at the the what's the the uh, Jerry Maguire like it's a it's it used to be a better a better view and now it's a better life or something or a better seat it's it's the first right. class cabin is and it's the reality is it's it's kind of true like it's kind of to a certain extent like the ability to take like let's say you want to be like ah I'd like to take four weeks off and go tour Europe well yeah that's I think that comes with like when when the idea of uncertainty goes away right I don't know if I'm gonna have enough money to be able to do all the things that I want to do um once that uncertainty goes away if you have you know if you make Bill Gates's uh, maybe it's not five hundred thousand dollars but whatever the number is that you don't notice Mm -hmm. you can now do precisely what it is you want to do I don't know. Maybe you can't because now you have to keep up those appearances. Right. You have to I mean, keep that's, that income coming in. As that's well. the that's the tricky thing about yeah. making more money is that you don't you don't necessarily have to spend every bit of the money that you make. Yeah. On improving your life in terms of assets, you know, doing. Yeah. But, you know, there is a certain. It's the f- freedom that money seems to create that right. allows the thing. The question is, do you have to keep. Where the where the cliche comes from, I think, is somebody makes a ton of money and they make like, you know, they make I'm going to say a ton of money and people are going to be like, that's not a ton of money. But like, let's say they make five million dollars a year. But yeah. in order to keep making five million dollars a year, you got to have some terrible job that right. continues to ruin your life. Like you never see your kids, your family. You work never 20 see your hours a day. Exactly. And, yeah. and you and you just stress, you know, like high stress and, mm-hmm. you know, you have all these health problems because. You know, you're making all this money. You money might not live doesn't five years working that job. Right. Money doesn't buy you happiness in that case. But right. um But it buys a buys a wave runner. <laughs> it certainly does. That's a Daniel and you know what? I've never seen a person on a wave runner like crying. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen oh, a person man. like like, yeah, they look sad. Yeah. But they're still riding. I don't know. They you ever seen anybody water ski with an unhappy look on their face? Mm. Just like mm. Oh, mm. I wish I had a wakeboard. (laughs) (laughs) Better if I had. So how much of um, the money, money buying happiness um, can be like, say, say the people that have the money and are happier. How much of that do you think has to do with the fact that they're spending that money more on experiences and less on material goods? Well, I think they have, I think at a certain point you have, you can do both, right? Like, um, I think, I know that you're a believer in um and i think that i think it's a good a good thing that uh that there's a minimalist quality to you sure right that you that at least i try owning the owning stuff doesn't necessarily make your life better frequently over owning things makes your life worse yeah having a bunch of stuff around having you know the few good things that you need is really great yeah but having lots of extra stuff that you don't need around is just you know, it's just going to make you feel bad. Right. Um, I've experienced firsthand 
spending too much money on on an item that my needs were already being met but i for some reason whether it be an impulse or whatever made a make a large purchase to replace an item that was already meeting a need and then not immediately regretting it but looking back in retrospect and saying you know that that is now putting a burden on my life because it's a bigger payment or it's right you know so cars, cars that, are frequently like that yeah, right so that that sort of thing um Although it's nice to look at every day or to experience every day, there's also that time when it comes to maintain that thing um, with money or time or whatever that you kind of just think, boy, would, it would be a lot easier if I just didn't have that thing. And in addition to not having that thing, I would have I would now have the time and the money that came with maintaining that thing. That is true. I, I think that the, the the there are lots of things that people end up purchasing for themselves thinking this will, in fact make me happy yeah. and that's the other part of this whole money doesn't buy you happiness type thing is like a lot of people have bought objects that have been like this this will be it yeah. this will be the thing that makes me happy yep and the reality is that those things don't make you happy on the like on the flip side of that when you really use something and you really appreciate something when you really know that you need it or how about when you really really want something and you know that you're gonna just use it all the time yeah is there anything better than the than the like self like than the the gift to yourself purchase that you know you're going to like i'm gonna use the hell out of this like i'm gonna this is great there's no way that i don't use this all the time i don't have one now that need is not being met or the thing i have now is so poor right that i need something like Going from the car that breaks down every, every like, you know, every other week to the yeah. car that never breaks down right. is an incredible experience. Oh, yeah. No matter what the payment is, you're like, I mean, to a certain extent, you, you go from like, wow, I, my car used to break down a lot and now I can drive this thing forever and I don't have to worry about, you know, I don't have to worry about it dying in a parking lot or be driving down the down the like a side street and suddenly you're kind of you're buying it you're buying peace of mind to a certain extent you just kind of have to you have to look at your income how much of a burden it's going to be on you monetarily mentally physically right weigh that cost and is the peace of mind more valuable it has to be more about more valuable than the money you're spending right you have to tell you have to remind yourself sometimes that what you came from was as much a part of the factor as the money that you're spending right. now like right. you have to remember that you had what you had was inconsistent and bad mm-hmm. and you replaced it with stability yeah and stability comes at a cost um yeah now experience has kind of shown me like in the last couple of months anyway i've i've thought a lot about like vehicle purchases and just payments in general and i know we're getting a little off track of of what our our subject is about but yeah well no i think i think that it's part of it because adult yeah. fantasy part of the adult fantasy is not living up to it right right like right. the adult the adult fantasy is seeing what it should be or thinking what it should be and then getting something else well, when you're a kid you look at your parents and you're like everything that i want comes from my parents so uh, to a certain extent i think a lot of kids think that th- the only the gateway between me and the things that i want are my parents my parents can provide 
or can get me anything that I want. All I need to do is become a parent, become an adult, and then I right. can get whatever I want. Right. And in I think in Western society, it's very easy to get everything that you think that you want because you can get things without having the money for the things that you That's want. That's true. Yeah. And the moment that you, uh, I, I listen to these a couple of these guys on the minimalist podcast and their opinion of um, what being broke is is when you if you can't afford something or if you need to get a payment for something you can't afford it if you have debt you're broke and it by definition it's absolutely true if you don't have the money for it meaning you need to take a payment out for it then you can't afford it and I, I've started to believe that a lot more and more lately because I know that instead of you know the vehicle payment that I have right now, I could very easily go get a vehicle that I could pay for in a year and then have no vehicle payment. You'd have a little less certainty in the right. You're trading stability for right. for cost and right. You're trading debt. You're trading in your debt for um, much less of a a burden on yourself. Right. So in some, in a lot of ways, the monetary burden is, you know, and you can't, you got to think of money in terms of freedom as well. Every dollar that you spend on something is a little chunk of your freedom that you had to spend getting that dollar. So sure. the less dollars that you have to get rid of every single month, uh, the less freedom you have to spend getting dollars. Yeah. To the ideal, uh, the, in the, the ideal end being that you don't have to spend any money on anything. And you d- that means that you don't have to work to make money. You can spend all of your time doing precisely what it is that you want to do. Obviously, yeah. that's not entirely realistic because if you don't, if you're not spending money on anything, then you're living on the street, probably. Right. There's there's like we said about the carrot farmers. It's very difficult to trade, to, to directly trade all of your services, whatever you're good at, yeah. for everything you need. It's not impossible. There are people that do it. But it does become more difficult. Usually, those people are doing quite a bit of the stuff their own, their own farming, themselves right. to meet food needs, and then trading other services for higher, like a right. higher level of service. You know, they're right. trading. You know, if they need work around their house, they're trading services they can provide for yeah. that work. Um, but it does. I mean, it's it's certainly something that people are coming around to. Right. But my question to you is, I. I we're we're in the midst of we're in the midst of a powerball we're we're in the midst of some powerball madness. It's creeping up. Yeah, like it's it keeps getting higher. It's like the 14th highest powerball. Like 5 or 600 million? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So you get so you now have let's say I I'm just going to rough guess this that the 5 or 600 million is a 300 million dollar payout, something like that. Sure. You could do just a single lump sum. Let's say pr- three hundred million. I, well, let's. I'll ask. Well, well, let's ask that. Would you take lump lump sum or would you take the annuity? Uh, at three hundred million, I would take the lump sum. Okay. I think I would take. I would take out three hundred million. Even if you end up getting far less money over time, or your estate ends up getting less money. Well, at three hundred million, you have so much money. Like, the the amount of money you can make off the money that you have is pretty significant. Yeah. So. Um, I think I'd take the payout, but I could be talked into the 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 smart money guys have always said just take the payout. Yeah, right. I've heard that too. Um, don't let it trickle out over time. Right. Then again, at that point, you're talking like 
I don't know. It's a 20 year payout, right? Something like that. Yep. Uh, so you're looking at um, complete and utter financial security and more than that, like you're, you're, you're beyond financial freedom and security at that point for so 20 years. So guaranteed. A, so a million dollars was $50,000 a year, right? That's $50,000 a year for 20 years. Yep. Um, so you can multiply that times 300. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. it's quite a bit of money. Yeah, uh, it's one hundred and fifty million dollars a year, right? No, it's hundred fifty. Well, multiplying it by three hundred, I mean three hundred times fifty thousand. Uh, fifty million dollars a year for twenty years, I think. Is that what it is? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe makes sense. Can't be one hundred fifty million because then you end up with two years. You'd have I mean, it's it's easy math that. <laughs> Neither of us can do in our head, but it's $15, 15 million dollars yeah, a year. Yeah, fifteen million dollars a year. That's isn't that what I said? Did I not say that? I thought you said fifty million. Oh no, fifteen. F- fifteen million. Fifteen times yeah, yeah. two is three hundred million. Yeah, so twenty. I have this thing where the moment that I have to have to start doing math in my head, I don't even start doing the math. Oh, yeah. If no, I would just start it, I could finish it before I even got a calculator out. So fifteen million dollars a year puts you on the average of like, it puts you basically for twenty years, you'd be the world's. Um, the world's you'd be kind of like a mediocre two guard in the NBA for 20 years. Yeah. Like you'd, that's not a max salary, but it's not a, it's not a minimum salary by any stretch. Right. You would be probably a league starter for 20 years in the NBA. But that's if you, if you took the cash and did nothing with it, made no investments, made no, no no purchases that would turn into additional, you know, put none of it away. Right. Let none of it mature. So, $300 $300 million, the classic question is, what's the first thing you do? First thing I do with $300 million is uh, I probably would, I think everyone says this, I would buy homes for closest friends and family. Okay. Yeah, so I mean, to I guess. A, to a limit. You know, I would, yeah. I would limit in this area, median house. Median, ho- median house is what, 150000 or something I think like it's that? Some, probably somewhere around there, yeah. Um, by my closest friends and family, a two hundred thousand dollar house, and that's probably that's probably ten houses or something like that, or less. Yeah, that's ten houses at two hundred thousand dollars a piece is uh, two million dollars. Yeah, right. That's a very small chunk. It of really the money is. That it's a got. tiny amount of money. Yeah. <laughs> that when it's all said and done, uh, for some great homes in this area, two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, buys you a great buys place. You pretty much whatever you want. Yeah. Well, for the, with within reason. Yeah, if you're not going crazy and yeah. Yeah, so you'd probably do the, you know, you got to do the, uh, you got to do the houses, pay off people's debts if you can. Yeah. If people have ridiculous debts, obviously take care of your own. Yeah, my own debts go away. I I probably sell my home and move out of it. Yes. Um, yeah, I get that. I'd probably. I don't know if I would. I would do the same. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I'd move to a similar na- the same neighborhood. Right. In a bigger better house or i'd fix up the one i had although i feel like there would be part of me that like is that is kind of like steve wozniak in the sense that like i'd be interested to see how much i could rent this house for (laughs) well i I could probably get eleven hundred dollars a month out of this place yeah i could probably do that yeah you want to be you're you're meanwhile you're cashing like you're cashing interest checks for Fifty thousand dollars a year, right? And and you you're like eleven eh, hundred. You get a put this you get in my a, account. You get a quote for a boiler repair, and you're like, maybe yeah. we'll get another quote. Yeah. We'll get another quote. It's a little expensive, a little, little price, a little high. You oh. were replacing you replacing the whole thing. 
He's a hundred dollars cheaper. Let's yeah. go. With a, let's like go you're gonna build really a repairman. Match multiple things right. to replace. I I'd buy an island. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for three hundred million. Well, you for three hundred million, you get you can yeah. do a bunch of things. I right. I'm gonna keep saying this until until Jen relents and agrees that our the buying an island is the only thing that makes sense. You can buy an island literally off of Baltimore that has like. And, and I, I'm not... Ju- oh, yeah, yeah, I get that. I th- okay, so I thought you were thinking about, like, an island in the Caribbean or something like oh, that. Oh, no. Like, you could buy an island off the... So, off the coast of Maine, there was a there was an island called Nautilus Island. Yeah. And it was in... Ca- a great like, right near Yes. A hundred, a hundred, definitely, like, an evil layer type. Is it, is it 20,000 leagues under the <laughs> sea, but it's still an island? Yeah. it's It was amazing. It was like... it. This is what happened. So, I can't tell you that... I can't tell you that... It's a small amount of money, but it, but is it weird when you th- see things go on sale and you're like, I still can't afford that, but that's a fantastic deal. It started at like $12 million mm-hmm. and then it was at the, the peak of the real estate bust and it was like 12 million and then it went down to 10 mm-hmm. and then it was like seven and then it was like five and finally somebody bought it and you're like, yeah. you bought a whole island for $5 million. You got to tell everybody the out you. You literally spent $5 million, but you would only tell people about the bargain that you got, right? You'd only be like, somewhere yeah, there's but a, I, I got it on sale. A, uh, a real estate agent selling like selling measurable percentages of the Earth's surface. <laughs> saying, boy, you can't give these islands. Yeah, I know. I got You think people would want them, but they're just worthless. Waiter, another Mai Tai. <laughs> uh, there was one in Baltimore, uh, like off in Maryland, uh, just off, uh, just off the coast that had this huge tower hmm. that had, that was just like, if you were, um, if you were a crazy writer who wanted to just stare at a panoramic view of the entire bay, it was up above the trees and it had like, it was just like, everything was leather bound yeah. <laughs> and it was this huge round room. It nice. seemed like, like a, it's, crazy i would 100 percent buy that i i think i might get to that point i i think what's holding me back right now is that i'm craving so much simplicity that like buying an island seems crazy to you okay i I I think i I would get to that (laughs) what i'm saying is is I, i think i would simplify everyone everyone's life that i can in my life um i'd buy you the keychain but (laughs) <laughs> uh, he got me a he got me a he got me a keychain it it's says Tiffany's. It, it says mouth noose <laughs> it's slightly worn it says mouth noose podcast <laughs> it says 2012 2012 how did he put 2012 he on found it? it and had it we didn't even have the mouth noise podcast in 2012 he had this made specifically he didn't even look he didn't even check it Think about think about the idea of. <laughs> By the way, we should totally if we ever get mouth into news. yes, we should totally sell mouth news 2012 keychains. <laughs> Monogrammed nooses. Uh, the mouth news podcast. <laughs> uh, it's for when we're talking too much. Yeah, boy, that guy needs a mouth noose. <laughs> Shut um, him right up, man. Merchandising mouth news. <laughs> the mouth noose. Jeffrey mouth. We definitely news. should lock that. Uh, we should lock, should that lock down. down the URL. Yeah, lock that URL down. That's what we should do. And, and done. Done. Yeah. So Ninety nine cents. <laughs> it's gomommy.com. I the the reality is I think I've heard this before. I mean, without 
obviously everybody knows that there's almost no chance. There's almost zero chance of winning the lottery. There's like making there, there is no chance of winning the lottery. Yeah. So you can comfortably say, I will not win the lottery, mostly because I don't buy tickets. When it gets above five hundred million, I'll buy like one a week. Yeah, and I'm not a I'm not a lottery. I, you know what I think it is? I think I don't go into convenience stores enough. Yeah. To like, you have to go out of your way. You really do. You have to make an effort, and I always feel kind of weird. Like, am I am I scratch off guy? Like, is that? I hate scratch tickets. Oh, what a hate, racket! I hate them so I much. Hate, I hate I hate scratching them. I hate. I don't want to say. I'm going to refrain from talking more about scratch tickets. Oh, the biggest thing I don't like about them is that around the gift giving season, there always ends up being like a hundred dollars worth of scratch cards going around. Everyone's sitting around scratching and it's just a room full of disappointment every <laughs> single year, every year you'd think you could buy a hundred dollars worth of between mostly $1 cards all the way up to like everyone might get a $10 card, right? No one wins fucking anything, nothing, <laughs> never. Uh, oh, I won a dollar. That's great. You know who just spent a hundred dollars on <laughs> scratch cards? Our dumbasses again. You know what would have been better than that? Split the effing money. Let's go out to dinner. Yeah, we, we could go for a hundred bucks and buy just about everybody something at a at a restaurant. And there's a guarantee I'm going to put something delicious in my belly by spending that money. It's um, I I work at a. We'll do it again this year. Yeah. I guarantee it. Well, it's the promise of somebody walking away with the, the the funny thing about doing it at Christmas and everybody getting like that's a hundred dollars worth of scratch tickets is that worst case scenario is is really I, I'm not sure what the worst case scenario is. Is it that somebody's everybody's like, oh, one person won a dollar, one person won five, great, or is it somebody's like, Jenny just won sixty thousand dollars, right? And you'd be like. What in the motherfuck? <laughs> I guess next year we're going to buy $110 worth of tickets. Uh, I, no, it's, I imagine it's continuously the worst case scenario. It's only ever the worst case scenario. And it's that the definition of insanity, doing the same thing, expecting different results. Yet here we go. Here we go again. Yeah. Uh, I remember one um, we did a one Christmas. We did a, um, a holiday party with uh, um, like a. What is it? The Yankee swap. Yeah. Right. I've never seen lottery tickets so desperately sought after as. Really? Yeah. Like just people went like I got that magic number. So I'm getting those 10. tickets like it was like 10. It was like 10 two dollar lottery tickets. Wow. And it was just, you know, I'll take the lottery tickets and then I'll take the lottery tickets and I'll take the lottery tickets. And I kind of understand it from a risk reward standpoint, like you could potentially have. $50,000 in that, you know, yeah. it, it, the best case is with these other gifts, you're like, well, something I, you know, it's a Yankee swap. So, well, on one hand, there could be $50,000. It's just, a, there's a slim chance that, you know, there's mostly a chance I'm not going to. On the other hand, there's a guarantee of a purple travel pillow. <laughs> so, I mean, there's, what am I gonna... What am I going to go with here? <laughs> I'll feel less bad throwing away these scratch tickets. <laughs> That's true. That's true. At least I can recycle these scratch tickets on the way out. Um, and I, know I don't have to store them later. <laughs> uh, my, yeah. So scratch tickets. I hate scratch tickets too. And I hate scratch ticket filthy. guy. Scratch ticket guy who just hangs at the counter and he's like, you know, he scratches, he gets more tickets, and he scratches yeah. them off, and he hands them back, and he gets more tickets. You don't even have to scratch them. You know oh, that, Oh, no, right? you just scan them. They put it in the machine. Yeah. You're a winner. Right. 
Yeah, give me five. And you're a winner. You're a winner. Yeah. You're a winner. I would want to know. It's like if you walk into a convenience store, hand the teller a 20, ask for a five. They'll look a little confused, but just say, no, I'm doing scratch off tickets. I'm just skipping that step. Hand them a 20, ask for a five back. Then hand them that five, have them give you a one, <laughs> buy a candy bar and leave. Honestly, that's that's playing the scratch card game. Because you essentially just spent twenty dollars for you're gonna leave with a candy bar. You know what you know what scratch off ticket people love too? They love showing you that they won something. Yeah. Oh got a fifty dollar one right here. Yeah. This one. Post a picture of it online. Fifty bucks. I won five hundred bucks. You know what they didn't show a picture of? Yeah. The seven hundred dollars in scratch oh, yeah. tickets that they oh, yeah. spent. Yeah. The numbers go ahead and look, listener. Go ahead and look at the 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 people with gambling addictions and scratch card addictions because they have them look up the amount of money that the average person spends on cards before they hit a payout like i'm i'm going to say a major payout and a major payout is probably a thousand bucks right because like there's the super mega payouts above that but if a card says a million bucks you're going to win five if you buy half the roll or something like that right i mean the reality is and then they keep costing more and more yeah. Back when I was a kid, it was a dollar for scratch off tickets. And now it's you're really getting the funny thing is, is that the cards got like bigger. Right. Like they physically got bigger, bigger. card, more bigger. of a chance of winning. <laughs> and it actually is the three. opposite of that. If you buy a bigger, more expensive card, there's more of a chance of you hitting the one two five range, ten dollar range for a twenty dollar card. There's a much less chance that you're going to win. A million dollars if it says a million dollars on the card. Of course, you only spend a dollar on a card and the max payout is a thousand bucks. Obviously, your chance of winning a million dollars is zero. But it's basically (laughs) the same if you buy the $40, $50. I'm sure some places have $100 scratch cards. Sure. Just ridiculous. hundred bucks. Gone. Yeah. it's You know what also kind of like is the worst about scratch offs? Just scratching stuff off. Like putting a bunch of like gray shavings everywhere that's they can't be good right so my my father is a mechanic um and he would have people come in when he worked he worked on he worked at a dealership with new vehicles in the last part of his career but he worked at a a uh, like a bargain um it's um like a o'reilly or like a oh yeah yeah um he worked there for a while and he would have vehicles come in I kid you not, the dashboard and like the console, center console where the gear selector is covered with scratcher dust. <laughs> Just like scratcher like dust. A, a quarter inch of <laughs> scratcher dust. And then like uh, the floorboards of the car are covered with cards, scratch cards, scratcher dust, scratcher dust, scratcher dust. Ah, you, your father is very ill. You should get some oil for your beard. Oh, no, no, no. That's that's scratch of dust. Your, your father's not doing very well. He's got, um, I'm afraid he's, he's got scratch a lung. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's, that's horrible to hear. So we, should we stop doing the scratches? Oh, no, I'm giving you $5 to run down. Your father wants to scratch off one more. He just wants to do one more. He gives actually give you get get one for me as well. I'll scratch it. I'll see if I can find his lucky coin. What? Which one's his lucky coin? You know, it's it's the you know which one. It's the you know, one it's with a, the two head. The heads on oh, both the sides. Head, the heads on both sides. Yeah. You know it's why? Got he one ca- side worn down flat. 
You know why he calls that his lucky coin? Why? Uh, no, I was asking you. Okay. <laughs> because because he's won all of the winnings he's ever won with using that coin. I want to tell you a little secret about our, our lottery winnings, and I don't want this to, you know, obviously we're, we've been blessed, your father. <laughs> We've been well, he's blessed we've with been, the scratch of dust yes, lung. because he's got, I mean, your father and I have won upwards of $10,000 in the scratch games. We spent close to a million dollars on those tickets, but, but $15,000, that's money you can take home. But you had the experience, ma. Right. And now his lungs are filled with, with gray shavings that filled that car in the house. I know. I For saw. The, I saw the X-ray. It's yeah. like when when the YMCA is trying to raise money, and they have the thermometer, and every day it goes up a it little. Goes bit. up a little higher. That's his lung with Those scratch his lungs dust. With scratch of dust. But the doctor says that he looked inside and he said, um, if uh, if we match three of the numbers inside, that he can he can maybe get better. Do you think we'll be able to speak to him before, you know, oh, no, pull, he can't speak. before he they can't, pull the plug? He can't speak at all. All that comes out is, uh, all he can say at this point is, uh, give me a $2 card. That's all he can say. I know. He coughed a minute ago, and it's like when you turn your shop vac on, on reverse, oh, it, yeah. <laughs> it blows out instead of, instead of sucking in. Yeah, it's, it's, hor- it's horrible. Is there any way, do you think, that... You could send a canary towards a pile of scratches, and if the canary the comes canary. back, then you sh- you can scratch them safely. Well, we did that one time, and you know what? That canary won sixty thousand dollars. <laughs> he bought an island. That fucking thing <laughs> in Maryland. <laughs> in Maryland, he's got this beautiful leather office. That canary living the life. Is it canary? That's why I don't give away scratches. It's a canary leather. <laughs> 50,000 canaries to make one desk. Uh, well, that's a horribly dark idea thought, but that's I think it's sad. That's all we have. Yeah. Well, uh, I think we've covered adult fantasies pretty well. I think we've well. covered adult fantasies. Uh, what's, what's your biggest, um, What besides the island, what's the biggest single purchase, uh, uh, single single most expensive item, one item that you would buy? For, for myself? Yeah. i buy a classic car buy a classic car yeah I'd, I'd buy a classic car not sure what one sure. i go back and forth i jen and i have this i have this we like i joke with with her now that we need two extra cars you need a yeah. <laughs> you're gonna be like yeah. well this is a stupid thing after well, i know i've, about I've completely had this same yeah. idea so a like idea. we need two extra cars we get you you obviously have two cars just to get to and from work whatever we could probably get by with one sure um but the two extra cars are this and uh, and hear me out on this. One is the Mustang. <laughs> one's a Camaro. One's a Mustang. And they're like wrong. Both are Camaros. <laughs> <Yeah>. Wrong. <laughs> one's a 1997 Dodge Viper with blue stripes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. I've seen a Viper around here, by the way. Like I've definitely seen like a 19 mid 90s. Yeah, there's a red one that drives yeah, around. There's a there's red a black one too. There's a red. Viper that drives around suddenly. And there's one on Craigslist in this area for sale. Oh, how much? Like Fifty-seven thousand dollars or something. Jeez, Louise. Yeah. I got like at what point? I remember as a when like in 1990 something. I was like working at Staples, and there was like one like a terrible used 
car like place that's just known for selling like the worst cars yeah right and um they're like they're almost disposable like it's fifteen hundred dollars but it's just gonna burn the engine's literally just gonna burn up the first time you take it more than right. t- 20 miles any in any direction the salesman goes back into the office we we got another one boys yeah. we got <laughs> another one like they're they're not pouring sugar in the gas tank but they might as well be yeah and one of the cars they were selling was like a ferrari like a like a 30 is it a 302 like the the classic looking like the testarossa well like the the magnum pi car yeah. like the the bright red yeah oh yeah yeah ferrari and it was like ten thousand bucks the license plate should say miami on it yeah it should yeah. say <laughs> and you think like oh that's interesting like that car had to be horribly broken you know what i mean like it was it must have been there must have been so many things wrong it with was it. on a lemon yard yeah, yeah exactly um but it's always curious you know and then you see some cars and you're like really the viper is still fifty thousand dollars obviously mm-hmm. it was more expensive than that they're pretty well maintained the ones that i've seen driving around here it's a poster car you know yeah. it's it's a fantasy car from when you were a kid i think that's what holds their value because they're not particularly reliable right they're kind of quick but they're you know they're low and wide right and they get shit gas mileage which when you're looking for a supercar who cares right but that's kind of the the par for the course with yeah. those things you're buying looks and you're buying nostalgia so i'd buy i'd buy a um i'd buy uh a fun car and and I'm talking like a little roadster like something yeah. something fun and open air to drive down to the coast and drive back that's it this is a Miata yeah exactly we take a Miata out twice a year once for a once <laughs> once is for a picnic and once is just when it's the perfect day and one's on our date anniversary. Date anniversary. I remember our date anniversary like it was uh, like it was yesterday. And what was the day of the week? It was a uh, it was a Saturday. Wrong. It was a Sunday. Wrong. It Wrong. Was a, it was a Tuesday. Very good. Right. And we we drank. Um, we bought a couple bottles of uh, beer. Wrong. <laughs> we we bought a couple bottles of hot alcohol. Wrong. We bought a couple bottles. Wrong. We bought very good. We bought wine, and we, and you made that delicious casserole that your mom taught you how to make. Father, yeah, your father. That's what I said. And uh, and then we uh, we went out and we went into that. Uh, we went to that little spot in the woods. Big, the big spot in the woods. City, the big spot in the city, that we loved. Uh, hated, just, that we hated so much, and we. Uh, and we just sat there by ourselves. Stood. <laughs> stood. We stood there by ourselves. <laughs> you remember us so well. I do. It's like it was yesterday. You really love me. I do. I do love you, Martha. Hate me. I do hate you. <laughs> what was that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the other one is a the other one is a drive-in car. And oh, I, yeah, yeah. Like the 50 set or the you know the old Chevy convertible yeah like, like yeah. big old bench seats yep like bench seats and just like yeah like you could t- turn on the the 
radio and it lights up like yeah. it's got the old you push the button to there are five the big five buttons to select the five radio stations yeah, yeah like i want it all old school i yeah. want it all to be hey dino why don't you slide <laughs> over here a little closer to me maybe we can warm each other up with a little chilly oh, hey i don't want to be doing no tussling with you right now maybe later maybe during the double feature ah, maybe i want to do some tussling right now maybe you, do, you didn't think of that before you came here did you I didn't think of nothing. I was just thinking, like, maybe we go out to the movies and get a couple hot dogs. You never think. You're so stupid. You're so cute, too. I remember our first date. It Do was like, know? yeah, it was great. We were out at the, uh, we were out at the sock hop. Oh, yeah. You were, you were wearing your black shirt. All, you know, two buttons on top undone. Wrong. What two bu- What one button was on, undone? On? Wrong. You, you didn't have a shirt on. That's right. And, yeah. was, and you were just uh, dancing around on the floor, and then you came to do the trust leap at me, and I, th- I tried to catch you, but, and I did because I'm strong. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And then and then we were dancing at the sock cup, and, and then everybody was looking at us. And, Wrong. And nobody was looking at us except for the DJ. and Wrong. The DJ was dancing with us. Yeah, it was like a, it was like a weird three way type action, and we were like, "Hey, DJ, give us a break," you know. So we, you and you took my hand and you led me down the corner, and we we found a, an open closet, and we decided wrong an empty op- closed closet that wrong. we walked by, we a classroom that we decided to go into wrong, a hallway that we just kept walking down forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I think the uh I think <laughs> what were we saying the one one big expense? Yeah, what's your one big expense? What's your what's your like not prudent doesn't make any sense. Dude, this is the thing. Like it's you you got to get past the like I'm well past the the um I'm like so selfish I'm well past the like paying off people's debts thing. Yeah. Like I just assume like I'm the only interested in you know, like, oh, I take care of my parents and okay, right. blah, 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 obviously, whatever. Obviously, you're going to do that. Right. It's yeah. the, it's the like, what's the treat yourself moment of the lottery? It would be a first class ticket on Emirates Airlines. Ooh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. I yeah. fucking, and I hadn't even thought of it. Yeah. Fly first class anywhere because it seems amazing. Yeah. Jennifer Aniston fucking loves not, it. not first class on any airline. Right. On Emirates. On Emirates. Right. That's have what you seen what they're offering these days. Oh yeah, I mean, but you know how much those tickets are? They're like they're like thirty, forty thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For a seventeen-hour flight or something like that. Oh, like totally worth it. The too. hours melt away. I would, I would recommend to anyone, and this is an adult life tip. Adult life tip. Pay attention to this. If you have the money, or if you can, if you're flying somewhere, like if you, if you're flying across the ocean, mm-hmm. save your money, try to fly first class. Yeah, because. Th- the, I think what people will tell you now is, oh, it's an international flight. There's lots of room. It's it's much better than flying commercial. All the seats have, yeah. have room. No, not true. Yeah, not enough. No, it's it's essentially the same. Yeah. And it's terrible. Meanwhile, in first class, they have like fold down little beds. They're playing ping pong. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> like they've got a whole pool table up there. Yeah. There's a there's a pool. That they've dug and the second pool. There's like there's a room just for tussing. (laughs) Just 
for tussing around. Uh, it's it's um. So the closest I, I I'll probably get. I don't want to rule it out, but the pl- closest I'll probably get, aside from being upgraded, is JetBlue Airlines. Have mm-hmm. you ever flown JetBlue before? I have not flown JetBlue. But so with JetBlue, they got rid of first class. All the seats are the same, nice. and they took the room that first class takes up, and they just moved the coach seats farther apart. Farther apart, forward. Nice. So every seat, I'm I'm six four, a little over six four. I flew, and no one can see me, but I'm. I would say that I'm six foot five. You're around six foot five. Yeah, I think it's just slightly taller than you. I think you're undercutting yourself. Yeah, I think, I think you might be a little. I'm five foot nine. So at you best know the struggle of yeah. <laughs> you know the struggle of sitting in like <laughs> flying with United and coach, and I sit down and I to get my butt in the seat, my knees wedge. Like yeah, I'm no, locked you, into the seat. Like my I'm, back is as far back as it goes, and my knees are wedged into the seat in front of me. I'm a short, fat person, and my knees—I'm not short. I'm average. I'm officially like the most average, probably height and American weight. Uh, <laughs> but my, I am uncomfortable in any of the airline seats that are yeah. coach. I can't imagine being tall yeah. and um, and uh, and and trying to sit in any of those places. Yeah, it, it was. Instant knee banging for me. For right. anyone that's uh, a bunch of eight or nine inches taller than me, yeah. it would be awful. It would be terrible. It's the worst. Yes. Fly first class wherever. It yeah. would be literally like, I'm going to fly first class on Emirates over to <laughs> Tokyo. D- Dubai. Yeah, Dubai. Yeah. And I'm going to turn around and fly back. Sure. Yep. Seems like a great time. Go there. Maybe not even get off the plane because they think they're just looking for reasons to imprison Americans in Dubai. Yeah. Maybe not entirely true, but they, they're really not they're interested not in yeah. what I kind of yeah. what my lifestyle is about. Yeah, I mean, you could fly anywhere. That's the other thing. You could literally fly to Paris right yeah. on Emirates, I think. I right? think uh, I they might I, I think they might stop over in Paris. Yeah, we, we'll have to take a look. Maybe we'll do a follow up. Yeah. Which we've never done before. And we say we're going to do what we never do. Um, but maybe we could do a follow up and say what kind of things. But like um, on the JetBlue thing, anyway, they they spread out the seats. You got plenty of room. That's probably as close as I'll ever get. And they do have the even more leg re- room seats. Yeah. So the first row of the plane just behind where they make the bad coffee, that's that's extra leg room. And then there are two emergency rows that are just over the wing. And those are even more legroom seats. And for like twenty bucks or forty bucks, yeah, the uh, you can upgrade to those. The emergency, the emergency row stuff. I'm always, cu- I'm always curious. Like, I always, I, the the thing that they tell you, like the recommended, like the pro tip, the life life tip is like request an emergency row. Yeah. And so you're like, sweet, I've got that emergency row seat. And then you get that speech, like, yep. are you sure that you're ready to handle the responsibility of popping open a door on this plane? Yes, and you're like, I am, I am prepared to modify this airplane <laughs> in, the, in the case of an emergency where I will be terrified and have no experience to modify structurally an aircraft. Yeah. Yes. I think I think in the end you, you have to be like, well, since you provided zero training and that will be the most terrifying moment of my life. Yeah, I think I, I think that this will be fine. I mean, like assuming I that we just cheated death by landing an aircraft unsafely and we need to deploy whatever is behind or inside of this door, <laughs> assuming we get to that point without my legs, torso, head, arms being gruesomely torn from everything that I am, assuming we get to that point. Right. Then I will. Uh, here's the thing. 
here's what I imagine everybody else is doing. Trying to pretend that their their windows are the exit from door. Like everybody else is gonna be frantically clawing at their windows. As well. <laughs> right. They're prepared to rip through what can't be ripped through. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm trying to like to push poop back inside of me that came out. And also my intestines and like what's spewing oh, no, from God. my my shoulder so my arm sockets that aren't there anymore. <laughs> Yes, but I'll pop open. Somehow this I'm too. the only one that got hurt too. <laughs> yeah, everyone else is clawing at windows. Dave, Dave got liquefied. This was a weird flight. <laughs> He's still alive. <laughs> do we get a doctor? Do we just like do we like tie things in knots until <laughs> so so it doesn't make as much of a mess on my matching luggage? Uh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, Emirates. I you know what what else? Sorry, I'm way far away from the from the uh, microphone there. Professional. Um, I. It's funny, I would do experiences, but it's hard to think what they would be. I, you know what I would definitely do? I would get a, uh, I would 100% get a, one of those, uh, uh, I'd get one of those, uh, I'd rent one of those boxes at a baseball game. Like I'd like the, oh, yeah. like the luxury box. Sure. Like I'd go, I'd rent a luxury box. Uh, it's not that crazy. It's not certainly that expensive. Would you it's invite not, Jack Nicholson? Yeah, I think it's sitting in it by myself. <laughs> I just sit in. I just sit in the thing by myself, like a sad loser. I drink like I drink like uh, bourbon on the rocks as I watch the game, and hopefully the the cameras would pan up to me, and I just be. I just have a sad, sour look on my face. Just <laughs> like you wipe your mouth with a yeah, twenty. <laughs> yeah, I just be burning dollar bills. That's all I'd be doing. I just I just go up there and like burn twenties. Camera pans in on you and you you burp you belch loudly. And I'm not I just I think it's a it's a be an interesting commentary. I know I'm kidding. I'd probably bring bring a bunch. You of go to people, bite into your fun. popcorn and you go this is good, but but you know how I know I'd like that is because I look at we we have we're in a place that has a a relatively we have a division one hockey team and there are booths there are like hockey watching booths and yeah. <laughs> luxury boxes yeah. that are not all that luxurious they're no. not it's not like have you been in one of those before i have not alfond I've, yeah. I've been in one before. like it is my it is not my dream to be in one of those but i look i look up and i'm like it's just a better life <laughs> yeah it's what it is is just like every other seat but it's a little quieter yeah when but when you're at alfond the last thing you want is for anything to be quieter yeah i know that place is about the atmosphere. Now, maybe I'd sit on the floor at like a game or I'd sit at the, you mean yeah. you, you could sit at the 50 and like I want to sit on the ice. <laughs> I got a, I got a million bucks to say I get to sit out here on the ice. I get ice side seats. Sit, I want to sit in the net. <laughs> I got my Achilles severed the last time I did this. So I'm doing it again. Uh, I can't I, really walk right anymore. You know what I wouldn't do? I wouldn't do any, maybe that's a good, another good way to do say it. Like, there's all these things that people would do. I would not buy. I I mentioned the cars thing. I would not buy a supercar. Yeah. I would not buy a car that was like so dangerous for me to drive. Like this is the one thing you see with the incredibly rich that yeah. they destroy like beautiful things. Yeah. They like what is it? The Aventadors. Like the yeah. the the crazy cars. Like these cars that are that are a million bucks a pop. Yep. And they they have fourteen hundred horsepower. Yeah. And you touch the gas, and and they're not really meant to be driven on any sort of road that isn't the what is it the ring the the Nurburgring, what the Nurburgring? Yeah, the yeah. like there you no bumps at all. Like you see, like you watch Top Gear, and they they go over like a construction zone, and they have to slowly and it rips off a two thousand dollar <laughs> bumper. 
It's yeah. more than that. Uh, I would not buy a supercar. I wouldn't do crazy experiences. I have no interest in swimming with great white sharks or, yeah. um, you know, like, or, and, and hey, shout out to all of our Australian listeners out there. I'm never going to Australia. <laughs> <laughs> I might. So, are, are you one of the ones that subscribes to the idea that everything in Australia just yeah, wants to kill you? Hundred percent. My brother does the same thing. I do not trust Australia at all. You know what keeps me from wanting to spend any time in Australia? Australians. No Amazon. What? No. Can't use Amazon in Australia. Oh, forget it. I know that I the. I know that the. Uh, the thing I've seen about Australia is that uh, shipping. Like when people talk about like um, buying video games or doing whatever, it's yeah. like always impossible to figure out. Like, oh, I want to buy this. It was, I think it was laptops. So like, I'm looking to get a laptop, but mm-hmm. I live in Australia. And they're like, well, in, in the States, it's $1,100. But in Australia, you can expect to spend 1700 plus the shipping over. It's like, oh, you know. Yep. I, I guess I'm not I getting get a laptop. That, I get that not everything in Australia is actually trying to kill you, except for the fact that the other day, there was a story about a guy with bleeding feet. Like, he had just <laughs> his feet. He'd gone into the ocean and something tiny jellyfish some sort of sea lice some bacteria of some kind had attacked his feet and made him bleed so profusely that the doctors were baffled as to what it was and it was all over his feet it was like his feet had just suddenly started bleeding yeah no nah, you know like i'm good like i'm just good i mean i, right. I whatever like i would not buy a bunch of houses mm-hmm. i would not buy a bunch of them i know my island craziness is ridiculous yeah I'd be happy with whatever island I bought. My worry about the whole, not to go back to the island thing in depth, but my worry about that is like that's a means to an end for your riches. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, because so here's the thing that we haven't talked about now that we're at an hour and a half. Sure. <laughs> uh, is <laughs> um, people that win the lottery go broke yeah. almost every single time. Right. Because they, they get taken advantage of. They buy way too much stuff for what they have. They get if, into drugs. They yeah. keep living the same frivolous lifestyle. They're well, not responsible people, as is evidenced by the fact that they spend so much money on lot, buying lottery tickets. Right. I mean, I think the first thing I'd do is probably buy, like, I got $300 million, probably $150 million, $150 million scratch-offs. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're going to double your money, so you're gonna. If you Gamble. buy a whole display of scratcher tickets, you can't go wrong. Except you can, because there aren't like your odds are one in 70 million. There aren't 70 million scratcher tickets in there. Mm, and even if there? there were, there's still a chance you wouldn't win because aren't there 70 million scratch off tickets there? Nope. And say, say the chance, <laughs> say it was though? one in a million chances. If you had a million people, odds don't work that way. That doesn't mean one in those million people are going to win. That's not how odds work. Every single one of those people can lose. Well, in scratch offs, they're they're literally you're talking about so many tickets are printed, and out of those, you could I mean, like in a in a like in terms of the lottery, the the odds are literally there's X number of combinations of things. There's yeah. one combination. If everybody bought one combination for and there were enough people to do this, or one person bought every combination, yeah. they would literally win the lottery. Now it would cost way more than the lottery was worth but there have been Mm -hmm. times when the odds of a lottery have shifted in such a way that the amount of money that you win for winning the lottery was less than what it costs to buy large percentages of the tickets or maybe maybe what i'm thinking of is if i say the say it was one in a million and i bought a million tickets that is not a guarantee that i'm going to get the win 
because other people are buying tickets. Oh, that's true. You won't get the money by yourself, right? Yeah. That that's the that's the thing. Like yeah. the the um yeah. I it's a sad it's a sad state of affairs. So that's that's what keeps me away from the island thing. I think I think I would travel a ton. I don't think my home base would be anything special. I think I would have several home bases. Like it it would be great to have like my identical home it, it would be possible to have, say, a small, a modest home on every continent that I could, like, if I did something to one, I could make a phone call and be like, yay, I just added this window to this side of the house. So it's really nice. I'd really like to be able to look out of that same window whenever I go to my Paris home. So add that window. So when I'm in Paris, I show up. I'm in the exact same home. It's like I've moved that home with me to Paris. <laughs> that would be kind of great. Being able to. I mean, you're. Ta- I mean, so true. There's no wrong way to spend. There's no wrong way to spend the money. Um, it's just the. It's just the. The idea that at some point you're going to be spending money, like the island thing. You own an island. You now have a staff. Yeah. Right. Like you have a staff that keeps track of the keep, takes care of the island because you're not there all the time and you can't maintain it yourself anyway. Right. Or else you'd be spending all of your time just doing that. Just maintaining an island. So now you have fifty thousand dollars or a hundred thousand dollars a year just tied up in people taking care of the island. Now yeah. the island might pay back some of those things, like because you rent it out when you're not there or, or whatever. Yeah. There might be some sort of cost deferral, but sure. ultimately speaking, you know. The question is, what is the it'd be it's a fascinating problem to know what's the point that it breaks you. You know, like right. um, you have three hundred million dollars, you buy a seven million dollar island. Islands need someone to maintain it. Maybe you only have to pay people part of the time. You have to pay fifty thousand dollars a year to keep people on yep. your island. They just have to come over with their You could have like a gatekeeper that stays there full time and you pay them a living wage and then you have like two weeks before you're going to be on the island, that's when the crew that's when you goes up. and prepares the island. <laughs> that's what that's what a lot of the places, a lot of the um, estates in this area will do. They're they have a staff that lives there, like a skeleton staff that lives there, right? That just like makes sure that toilets aren't overflowing and things like that. But then when the family or whoever owns the estate is going to go, or whoever's renting the estate is going to go and use it they'll you know call up and then they'll bring everybody in or they'll hire temps or whatever to to straighten everything out before the family shows up but yeah so yeah that's uh a little <laughs> more than we than you had bargained for as far as I, the, uh, I wasn't sure that we'd get quite this far into it um well no it's a, it's a deep subject and it's something that I think we've probably all fantasized what we would do with the money if we had just a, a pile of money all of a sudden. Yeah, I mean, I'd probably, if I had all that money, I'd probably tuss with two guys at once. I might even think about tussing with three. Oof, man. Three-guy tuss fest. I don't know if you're ready for that. A tuss session. Oh, man. Somebody's going to... A circle tuss. <laughs> That's uh, a... A rub and tuss. <laughs> it's too rich for my blood. A hug and tuss. <laughs> Just a tussing around. Just a tussing. Just a tussing. Just, Just a tussing. Gonna go tuss.